Hi there and a very warm welcome and warm it is indeed to this summer episode of Bergers Now. It's July and it's really warm and I have the very romantic idea that maybe this podcast reaches you somewhere by the beach or in the body or in the mountains or somewhere where it's nice. Marie, my guest today, is already smiling at me about this. Yes, hi Marie. Yeah, hi. Hi, Aubrey, yeah. Marie-Kathrin Krimpoff is today uh, my guest and I'm super delighted to see her. We've never done this one-on-one. -on -one. We've only have, we've done little reports from art fairs together with Thomas, but you and I have never chatted, so I'm super thrilled to have you. Me too. Thank you very much, Aurelia. And thanks for taking the time. And I, I actually, I'm super excited about the topic because I think it's a, it's it's such a wonderful topic, such an important one, and one that we don't really uh, look at enough and have never in this format, right? So, of course, you are from the Art Consult team. I just mentioned the fairs. It makes more sense now probably for say where you work. And we wanted to talk about photography and sort of its place in contemporary art and um, why don't we start with a very broad question and just me asking you what what are you, what are the recent tendencies you're seeing? Of course, we're not discussing this without a reason, right? So, what's going on with photography in the contemporary art market? Yeah. So, uh, Art Basel showed that photography is entering more and more the scene. Uh, in addition, there were some announcements that were noteworthy. Like a week before the start of Art Basel, there was the announcement by Gagosian. They now represent the estate of Francesca Woodman. Mm -hmm. Uh, she's actually a photographer for lovers, like wonderful surreal photos in black and white, staging yeah. herself naked in the jump, sometimes with a snake, sometimes blurred, like with a great death and poetry. Um, and that was very surprising that the estate went to Gagosian. So additionally, she's a female. And in March already, Gagosian announced that they represent the photographer Nan Goldin. Mm -hmm. And the news made the round very quickly because this has never happened before. And then Goldin, she turns 70 this year. Yeah. She is a photographer whose market was paused for a long time. She herself was heavily addicted to Oxycontin. Oxycontin, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. A painkiller widely used in the USA after she had a surgery in 2014. And um, she first had to get clean and sober. Mm -hmm. Uh, she um, then staged a campaign against Sackler, the pharmaceutical company in the U.S., but also the Sackler family is a patron family from the U.S.A. and sponsors several museums. Yeah, very important art family indeed. Yeah. 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 And Golden, she staged actions at the Guggenheim, the temple for art, with quite a lot of victims of the opioids, like a flash mob within the staircase stairwell yeah in the rotunda yeah mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. rotunda a rotunda yeah. like thousands and thousands of pres prescriptions and instructions for um for using the medicaments and pill boxes they all were thrown through the stairwell which mm. was really a very fantastic performance at the end and it gave nane golden very much attention for this campaign um because she says that the opioids, they are a gateway drug for to heroin. Yeah, I mean, I think that that crisis is very much at that status at this point, right? That that yeah. those opioids that are prescribed for pain relief or, or pain management management are so highly addictive that, I mean, you know, if you, if, if you haven't followed this, dear listeners, it's it's really quite dramatic what was going on in recent years in the states and then golden was really extremely vocal about her addiction and her yeah her um i, I mean kind of you know uh, 
like everybody or not everybody but most people who get addicted to these drugs she just took it from pain medication after a surgery and then she never got off it right yeah. or, I mean in, she did in the end but for a long time she wasn't and I think that you know bringing this criticism so loudly and, and in such force into this art realm that was quite something yeah, yeah. That was quite something because she's also she's a photographer from the 80s and then in the 90s, like more or less the drug or party scene, like the LGBTQ subcultures, AIDS, love, sexuality, drugs and violence. They are all like documentary photographers. That photographers. was her subject. Yes. Yeah. That was her subject. Mm -hmm. And um, like uh, also a heroin chick from these days. Very like, much. Like yeah. Kate Moss or Pete Dorothy, we remember it well. Yeah. And with this oeuvre, it was very surprising that she landed at Gagosian mm. and uh, that they chose Nan Goldin. But fair enough, very good, very good choice. So it's also it also brings more substance to the gallery, I think, yeah. which is really great. Yeah. So then there was the second fact, which I was thinking about, that Richard Avedon was also staged by Gagosian at Unlimited at Basel. Mm -hmm. And this is one of was one of my favorites on the show Unlimited. The portraits of, by Richard Avedon in the American West, full body portraits, fascinating in black and white in their directness, and monumental vintage prints, like people who confront you, insanely sensual and beautiful. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It was. I thought it was the most impressive maybe yeah installation there just because of how it was installed too yeah. right like these very large pho photographs and then dramatically lit very yeah. very specific lighting on them in a very dark room yeah uh, yeah like was, a temple yeah like really exactly like a temple yeah I agree. Or like a church completely yeah. yeah and with normal humans so yeah, yeah. like gods like normal humans was and you could see like to the pore of their skin right yeah. like it was so incredibly uh intimate yeah that, that intimate level. and sharp yeah at the same time yeah. so really you can study their whole body yeah yeah And the third fact was that at, uh, at the end of the June after Art Basel, uh, Gagosian announced Joshua Shang, who is a veteran on his field, a mm. photograph, uh, um, curator for photography, to their new director. Mm -hmm. So um, photography becomes really part of their rooster, so to say. Their roster, yeah. Their mm -hmm. roster, yeah. And the conclusion with all these facts is an indication that the market for photography will pick up and will certainly become an entry drug for new buyers due to the lower prices as well. Further indications are also, as part of the shift, that the other major galleries like Zwirner and above all Hauser and Wirth are taking photographers into their programs. So Hauser and Wirth 2021, Cindy Sherman, mm -hmm. who turns also 70 next year, um, She's also known for her self-portraits. In her early work, she recreated film stills, mm -hmm. like Psycho, for example. Today, she stages herself as an aging Hollywood diva, grimacing, oversized. Thus, Sherman, and with her photography, is out of the niche and hangs on the stand at Haus and Wirt next to the greats like Louis Bourgeois or Philip Gaston or Hans Arp etc yeah it's really her introduction into yeah. your incredible canon of artists yeah. right yeah I, i totally agree with you it's yes. it's i mean i adore her i think her yeah. work is fantastic um although aesthetically the more recent ones are a bit tougher for me yeah but i think the yeah the general oeuvre is, is fantastic i mean this move with uh, the announcement and with um with cindy Cho sherman it nobles the whole genre of photography It does, yeah. which which is really great, and the trickle down effect comes with it. Like smaller galleries, they follow up, of course, 
um, like Cassock Galleries, like Frank Frankel Gallery or Howard Greenberg Gallery. Um, they, at Basel, they were already stocked with classics of photography like uh, Henri Cartier-Bresson, Man Ray, Robert Mapplethorpe, Imogen Cunningham, Mapplethorpe and Shirin Neshat, or for example, Wolfgang Tillmans, but others will follow. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 but it's funny that you're touching on um, Mapplethorpe, Henri Cartier-Bresson, because they're very, I mean, they're vintage, right? The, the, the artists have passed away and it's sort of, uh, we're sort of looking behind us in an art history we're like oh those, those were fantastic photographers and I think that what we're, what we're noticing right now are so many contemporary photographers who are reaching the art market and are sort of working side by side and being shown side by side with great contemporary painters and absolute you know superstars in, in the contemporary art scene and that's what I, I find so remarkable right yes. it's, not, it's not considered so much like a, a lesser Mm -hmm. art form yeah that's true yeah and also it's remarkable that these are now female photographers yes true. nan goldin cindy Sherman, and francesca woodman and mm -hmm. they are also the germans like annette came they are all coming now on the tableau so mm -hmm. to say mm -hmm. and uh, the side effect as well is as you surely noticed all were white photographers yes yeah those are all white and uh but at art basel there was also or there were two galleries that showed exclusively a black African photographer like Jamel Shabazz at Benetaschen and Gordon Parks at Jenkins Johnson Gallery. And Gordon Parks is also represented at Jack Shaman. And this is really like the probably the major gallery for art of people of color. Shaman, yeah. 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 And um, Shaman showed Gordon Parks as well. And something is also happening with this photographer. So give me some information about him. He was born in 1912 and died in 2016. Um, a bit more background, like he he was the youngest child with 15 siblings yeah. and he had experiences in the 20s and 30s like lynchings and he himself was thrown into a raging river by whites at 11 without knowing how to swim. Oh. He survived by chance. Um, but this was the reason why he, Uh, had his early interest in documenting and photographing. He had the great fortune to work for the Farm Security Administration in 1937, and the FSA was created as part of the New Deal to help poor farmers during the years of the Great Depression. For example, photographers were hired to document the misery mm. of the farmers. Mm. The most famous example uh, in these days is certainly The Migrant Mother by Dorothea Lange mm. with her children. And um, another icon that um, is comes by or is from Gordon Parks, the shot of his iconic photo American Gothic in this context. Yeah, it shows the black cleaning woman Ella Watson in a polka dot dress with missing buttons, um, a strict and direct look through her glasses and a broom in her right and a mop in her left hand in front of an American flag. Mm -hmm. Broom and mop are turned upside down and almost stick out in the woman's face. This is, of course, a reference to the image American Gothic by Grant Wood. We remember the image of a farmer and his daughter with a sullen look and fork in hand, the trident upside down. He almost steps out his own eyes and her and the one of his daughters. <laughs> so <laughs> it's really a funny picture. It's and a really strange picture. It's a strange picture. It's so stern and yeah. stubborn and, and, and I don't know, triste. It's a really strange picture. Yeah, it's from 1930 and I think it never left the Chicago Museum but one time to the Centre Pompidou yeah. went to uh, mm. Europe because it's such an American 
topic. I don't know. It's it's really an icon. And it was also adopted by the pop culture very often. Yeah. Like The Simpsons, Desperate Housewives, a la René Magritte uh, painted over with apples or showing Melania and Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And that's really funny. Mm -hmm. And um, Gordon Park's photo became also very successful. Mm. The one with the... With that the, reference he yeah, said, yeah. Mm. The reference. And that he was hired by Life magazine and created a huge oeuvre of stylistically very beautiful photos from the black political movement. For example, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, as well as from the early days or the everyday uh, life of blacks in America and the jazz scene and hip-hop culture. And that's the right keyword because during my research, I immediately came across the Gordon Parks Foundation. Mm -hmm. And this foundation pushes not only the oeuvre of Gordon Parks, but also of Shamel Shabazz. And the site is so professional, there has to be some capital behind it I, I, because nobody has such a site. I mean, what's going on? And on the website, you quickly come across a gala where $2 million were collected. What a fortune. I mean, on the photos, you can see who's behind the foundation and pushes the work. Swiss Beats and his wife, Alicia Keys, the singer, as we all know, Spike Lee, the director, Amy Sherald, the artist who painted the uh, portrait Michelle Obama. of Michelle Obama, mm -hmm. and the MC, the hip-hop MC, Black Thought by The Roots. And um, Gordon Park's biggest collectors are the Deans, so Swiss Beats and Alicia Keys, they're super rich. And I believe all the other black superstars are collecting Gordon Parks as well, so watch out and start to collect, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> and this brings us <laughs> to our last highlight, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is, uh, well, who is Michel Conte? He was born 1954 in Zurich. He's Swiss, so... He's not black. Yeah, he's not black. He's a, <laughs> a tall man with black glasses, at least black glasses. And I think he also has his own glass company right now or something is going on there. So mm. he turns 70 next year and we have a special relationship to the photographer because we take care of his archive. Very cool. Yeah, very, very cool. The photographer is best known for his photographs in the 90s. An icon among them, for example, Carla Bruni as a full body portrait naked with self-timer. It reached the record price of 91,000 US dollar at an auction in 2008. Another icon is Helena Christensen in Jump, also nude and many other celebrities, like the famous photo of Tina Turner in Feather Dress dancing. It was on the cover in, on Vanity Fair 1993. Or Cindy Crawford in very young age, Miles Davis, Sophia Loren, etc. And what's my, well, well, that's why I love my job so much. We are now unearthing a nude treasure. Um, the archive contains 500,000 of negatives That means we are browsing through the beginnings of an era like the 90s. Mm. We have very early photos of Roger Federer, Serena Williams, and several cover shoots, George Clooney for the Nespresso campaign, a whole photo series like Beauty and the Beast for Stern magazine. They are all insanely beautiful, central photos that remind you of the good old days, our new longing for the 90s, the innocent consumer time before the spiral like the Iraq Iraq war, 9-11, Lehman Brothers, Corona, and Ukraine war. Yeah. These golden 90s we want to conjure out of our magic head. Yeah. <laughs> Next year will be the 30th anniversary of the Safe Sex campaign from February 1994 for Max, which he did for Max, like it was a German magazine. And we will stage all the photos of Helena Christensen, Sofia Coppola, in a bathtub, Carla Bruni, and many others. So this will be very exciting and hot. Like, 
today on the summer day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love how you're, how you're uh, explaining or how you're describing all of these. And I think that's, that carries in part the fascination with photography, that there is such a moment of sort of nostalgia in them, right? Mm -hmm. That it more than painting could carry. It's a different format. Yes. And I think photography has that rely you, you can sort of re relay to it, right? Like if you, you it has so much more let's just say a shareable experience or something like yes. that. Yeah. It, it reminds it, us magic. Yeah. On fashion, on style, yeah. on street photographers, you can see everything. You had you were living in this moment as well. So this documents it. And it's also so interesting because it's also with uh, Instagram and everything yeah. is with photography, but it's so different. Yeah, I think uh, you're absolutely right. I think that, you know, it, within the flood of Instagram or whatever pictures, there's still, first of all, this sort of nuanced technique, right? I mm -hmm. mean, the staged Instagram photography is just not sh nothing short of aw yeah. awful, right? Yeah. <laughs> and there's a, the, 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 a good photographer who can capture sort of a true moment, even though it might be a completely staged set. Mm -hmm. th that therein lies a lot of beauty, and I think we relate to that very well. Yeah. So. Um, I think this was a wonderful roundup. Thank you, Marie. Thank, Thank you, you very much. No, seriously, it was really cool. And I, I love the excursion into photography. Very, very important. And thank you for the little market plug there. Yes. Thank you very <laughs> much, Aurea. Thanks for being here. I hope to, you stay cool. Yeah, you as well. Thank you. Yes, I'll try. I'll try to do that. It's <laughs> going to be hard over this weekend, I think. We wish you the same, though, wherever this is reaching you. We hope that you enjoy the beautiful weather and that you're staying somewhat cool and that this episode contributed a little bit to the lovely summer days. And we hope that you'll be back with more from Pakistan next week on Friday. Until then, bye-bye.